Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Running It Back, the sports talk show where you listen to me babble on about things I know nothing about and post really inconsistent episodes. <laughs> uh, first things first, yes, I missed last week. Shit happens. Let's move past it. That being said, the issues I was going to talk on last week will touch on this week, even the big stuff, because I don't want to just repeat everything you've been hearing for the last two weeks. Uh, we'll talk, yeah, obviously we'll talk about the NBA Finals a little bit, uh, Stanley Cup Finals, and then we'll move on into more NFL-related news. But, uh, without further ado, let's get into this thing. Okay, so, obviously the biggest sports story of the last two weeks is probably the NBA Finals. Um, not much to talk about there, even when I did try to record last week's episode. Um, it was very, very, uh, predictable, uh, Warriors one and four, pretty convincingly. Uh, it wasn't that great to watch, especially since we've gotten the same matchup the four fucking years in a row. As KD won his second Finals MVP, the same thing happens. It was happened last year. The Warriors won. People are saying, "Oh, that that ring doesn't count, KD." Oh well, he's gonna get it in a few months, and it's gonna be on his on his finger. So it looks like it counts to me. Um, everyone just calling him a snake and a bitch and all that shit, and just fucking get over it. Stop crying about something that happened two years ago. Uh, get over yourself. Uh, yeah, LeBron posted a great stat line. Uh, Kevin Love was like a twenty and ten guy, but he just didn't have a. A second scorer on the team that could get a bucket when they needed a bucket. Which is just how things go, man. When you chase Kyrie off, that's just how it goes. That being said, the Celtics are probably going to run the East for the next few years. Um, they'll probably be battling out with Philadelphia. Especially if LeBron goes to Philadelphia. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. Um, Warriors won their third title in four years. You can call them a dynasty now. Ah, uh, fuck, man. That's that's pretty much all you can say about it. They won. It was a sweep. Congrats to them. Uh, they'll probably be in it again next year unless the Rockets figure out what they needed to figure out. I mean, the Rockets took them to, what, seven? And uh, fuck you, Chris Paul, for getting hurt, man. Fuck you, man. You got to play through that, man. You got to play through it. I know it's a hamstring. I know it hurts. But that's game six and seven of the... Western Conference Finals, the first conference finals you've ever been to. You gotta play through that shit, boy. You gotta play through that shit, man. Yeah, but like I said, it happened. It's whatever. We'll see. The NBA is a big joke anyway. No one fucking cares about it until February. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, the draft is in a few days. We'll see how that goes. Uh, like I said, I'm a Hornets fan. We always pick either nine. 10 or 11, so I'm stuck with mediocrity. Um, we'll probably trade Kimba on draft night, so you'll see me bitch about that. Probably will stop being a fan of the Hornets. Who knows? Stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. Like I said, I'm a temporary Sixers fan for the time being until the Hornets figure this shit out, but guess what? They probably won't because Michael Jordan is the worst talent evaluator in basketball. Uh, I say it once. I'll say it again. That's just how I feel. All right, let's move on from the NBA because fuck it, right? All right, Stanley Cup Finals happened. Uh, yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights going up against the Washington Capitals. Uh, Vegas won game one, and then Capitals won the next four. 
it's a great story. I think it's the first uh, championship in D.C. in the last, what, 30 years, uh, 30, 35 years, which is crazy. Um, so they're probably still drinking in D.C. It's, I know the game The game was like two weeks ago. Uh, game, the game five was like two weeks ago. But, man, Washington can party. Like, all hockey players are basically fraternity brothers um, just shoveling a puck across ice. Yeah, they, OV was doing keg stands out of the fucking Stanley Cup. Shit was beautiful. Still don't like hockey as a sport unless someone's getting the fuck beat out of them. Uh, but they know how to celebrate with the best of them. Their parades are great. Um, DC as a whole, they brought it. It was pretty great. Good to see. Can't wait for my teams to do that, if it ever happens. But, yep, congrats to the Washington Capitals. Uh, I had got, I had Capitals fans on my snap, and they were crying, like full-blown tears streaming down the face. Um, I, I have not experienced that, that bliss, um, when it comes to sports, so I don't know if I would react with going on Snap and putting on my story, me bawling my fucking eyes out, uh, but who knows, maybe I am, maybe I am that type of person, we'll fucking figure it out someday, hopefully, hopefully, because I could just be in sports limbo and be very sad my entire life, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, uh, but yeah, like I said, congrats to the Capitals. Um, it was a long time coming, I assuming, I assuming, God, I'm so illiterate, I assume, uh, but yep, congrats to them, congrats to the fans, um, they deserved it, they definitely did. So, technically we're in a bit of a sports limbo, all we really have right now, well, the World Cup's going on, so that we have that, uh, I'm not that big of a soccer guy, and the US isn't in it, because apparently, like, our coaching is awful, and we, we just underachieve, and we suck. Um, if you want to correct me on that, feel free, because I'm just regurgitating what I've heard. Um, but usually, in this time of year, um, all we have really is baseball, and who gives a fuck about baseball? Am I right, guys? Am I? A lot of people do. Um, I'm just not as big of a fan as I should be. I'm a Reds fan. We suck. Um, it's just, I, I can't find joy in watching a baseball game on TV. I'll go to a baseball game. I will get wasted at a baseball game. I will have the time of my fucking life. But if you tell me to either shoot myself in the head or sit down and watch four hours of two guys playing catch for the majority of the time, I'm going to take the gun, man. I'm going to take the gun. Um, <laughs> uh, but... Um, we will talk, um, it's about the time where I, uh, I wanted to start my NFL division previews, um, and what I think, like, um, team previews of divisions, I'll run down, like, key additions, losses, draft picks, all that jazz, um, and we'll, today we'll start with, um, the AFC North, uh, obviously the AFC North has the Browns, the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Um, and we all will just go through um, and run through what uh, what each team is going to look like, basically, in the upcoming season. All right, so without further ado, we'll start with the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> now, the Cleveland Browns uh, just capped off a perfect season in uh, 2017. Uh, not many teams can say that. 
Uh, yeah, they went a perfect 0 and 16, which is impressive. You may not think it's impressive, but going 0 and 16 is definitely impressive. You got to be a special type of bad to go 0 and 16 to not win one game. And they played games that were winnable. They definitely played games that were winnable. Like they just, they just suck. They, they just sucked when it counted. They sucked overall. They're just a shit football team. Uh, they can't keep front office um, looking the same way for two years in a row. They'll either replace GM, president of bat, or, or football operator, whatever the fuck. Um, but we'll take a look. Okay, so we'll look at guys they lost first. All right, so a, one, a big blow to that team is they lost Joe Thomas, one of the best tackles of the last 15 years. Hardly the first game he missed of his career was last year. Um, the man's been durable. The man's been an All-Pro talent. Um, it's really hard to lose a cornerstone uh, offensive lineman like that, especially a left tackle. Uh, I should know. Panthers lost Jordan Gross, left us with Byron Bell, and left me to cry many Sundays in a row. Uh, they lost Danny Shelton on the D line. Um, and then also Zach Corral, basically. Um, but with that, like that being said, um, losing Isaiah Corral was not that big of a blow, especially with who they brought in this season or this off season. Um, it should be a very, uh, it's gonna be a good looking offense for the Browns. Um, they went out and signed Tyrod Taylor, um, Jarvis Landry, and Carlos Hyde. Now, now stop me here. That offense is going to look nice. Like, on paper, it looks good, but we'll have to see how it's implemented uh, with, uh, they just hired Todd Haley, who was the Steelers' offensive coordinator last year, um, so we'll see how that goes. He's been firing up a high-powered offense. I know Steelers fans had a lot of gripe with him, like they had a lot of, uh, <laughs> they had issues with him. That's why he got fired. That's why he was, he's not with the Steelers anymore. So... But you have, you're either going to have Baker Mayfield or Tyra Taylor under center. Both are not bad options. We'll see what Baker brings to the table when he finally gets his shot. But Tyra Taylor is definitely, is definitely proven that he can play quarterback in this league. Uh, you've got Jarvis Landry, uh, Josh Gordon, and Corey Coleman. And, man, that, that sounds pretty fucking good, man. That, that's a pretty good wide receiver trio. Uh, yeah, I think, I think whoever's under center will be definitely be able to work with that. They drafted Nick Chubb, and like I said, they signed, uh, uh what the fuck is his name? They signed Carlos Hyde, who was just with the, uh, 49ers. Now, Carlos Hyde, Carlos Hyde's a bit of a mystery to me, because he was supposed to be good coming out of, I think it was Ohio State, uh, and he's had flashes, um, but very inconsistent with his playing style. Uh, also, he's playing with the 49ers, so chalk that up to scheme, chalk that up to personnel. Uh, but he should, like, he should, like I said, he, it should be a good, uh, a very good offensive system going on there. Uh, I think whoever's in the center will be able to work with whatever's, what's on paper, what's on the field with them. Obviously, the team's not going to be that great. Uh, it's still the Browns. They just went 0-16. They're not going to have like a Jaguars-type year where they just come out and fucking 
ball. Like, just... Uh, but it should be... They should be a fun team to watch. I'd put them... They're definitely going to get some wins this year. Um, like I said, we're just going to have to see how the quarterback situation works out. Who's going to be under center? Obviously, you take a quarterback number one overall. He's in your long-term plans. Um, it's basically what the... Bears did last year with they signed Mike Lennon and they took Mitch Trubisky number two overall I'm pretty sure either number two or number three that doesn't really matter where he was taken the sit the principle is the same um they ended up benching uh, Glennon midway through the season or later in the season and uh Biscuit I love (laughs) they call him Biscuit like that's fucking hilarious uh but yeah, Trubisky got a shot. Trubisky's going to be good. I don't know if he's going to be an elite-level talent, but he definitely will be a good quarterback, and he'll be like a little... He'll definitely have a good career. But we'll see how the Browns do. Um, It should be... Like, if you're a Browns fan, you're excited that it's going to get better. But for right now, I see him probably as like a 3-13, a 4-12 and 13, a four and 12 team next year. Like I said, we'll just have to see. All right, now let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Ravens last year went 9-7. and seven. They had some close games that they lost. Uh, we'll just start off with... All right, so they lose a few guys. They lose two receivers. They lose Mike Wallace and Jeremy Macklin. Uh, Jeremy Macklin. Sorry, I I totally forgot that Macklin played for the Ravens. I'm still seeing him in Kansas City in my mind. Uh, but yeah, they lost him, lost Danny Woodhead. <laughs> now these on a on a these probably you wouldn't be worried about. You probably worry about Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace is still a speedster. He's still a burner. Uh, he does a lot of good things for for an offense. He's able to stretch the field. Uh, but they come back and they sign Michael Crabtree. John Brown and Willie Sneed, and they they just loaded up on receiver. Nothing like elite level talent, but they've definitely got guys that can help out week one. Um, another interesting signing that they, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they signed RG three, and RG three has not played since what 2015, and. I mean, he's been in shape. He stayed in shape. Now, RG3's career got ruined by Mike Shanahan. Uh, made him play through injury. He's the reason he tore his ACL. He just played him into the ground. And then, honestly, it sucks for the guy. It really does. It really does. I want to. I'd love to see him succeed in a system where he can flourish. But we'll just see how this goes. Um, let's look at the Ravens draft for a second. Alright, so first of all, the first pick that jumps out at you is Lamar Jackson. Quarterback, Louisville. <laughs> now, I I am a fan of Lamar Jackson. I want him to prove everyone wrong because everyone seems to be split on Lamar Jackson. Everyone either says, oh, he's going to be garbage, or he is the next Mike Vick. Which I hope he's better than Mike Vick because honestly, Mike Vick was kind of garbage when you asked him to throw a football more than... Just a bomb downfield, like ask him to throw an eight-yard out route, and he's like, "What the fuck, man? I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about." 
But Lamar Jackson can make the throws. I, we've seen it in college. He can be a little inconsistent at times, but that'll come with NFL coaching. Um, be able to fix that. But I, it's it's such a weird because the Joe Flacco situation is so weird. Joe Flacco has been playing like ass the past few years in the regular season. Now everyone gets really excited about playoff Flacco, but guess what? You got to get to the playoffs first, Flacco, before you can unleash playoff Flacco. But when the Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson, apparently Flacco was pissed. He hasn't even talked to Lamar Jackson yet. He hasn't even paid him any mind. He isn't returning calls. Now, Flacco, stop being a little bitch. You know the way you've been playing the last few years. You know, you've seen your own film. You know your own stat line. You know what you've been bringing to the table. How the fuck can you be upset that they would even think about drafting another quarterback to bring in? At least for competitive purposes. To, to at least drive you to be better. How can you sit there and cry about it when you've been shitting the bed on national TV, like national games, like nationally televised games? People are watching be bad. People are watching you play like ass. And you have the audacity to be a prima donna and bitch when the team brings in someone else to possibly light a fire under your ass? To make you want to play better than the way you've been playing? Get the fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> Get the fuck out, man. Flacco, your, t- your time's coming, man. The time is coming for you to not be a starter in the NFL anymore. I remember all the... The, the is Flacco elite jokes and no you have you've never been an elite quarterback you've never been one you've had a you had a good Super Bowl run you played a good four stretch games and you played that stretch when you needed to play it the most and all right you got a Super Bowl under your under your belt all right but what have you shown for it since then like what have you shown since then what what playoff success have you had don't know just stop bitching, man. Stop bitching. Now, <laughs> the Ravens' first pick in the draft, um, picked at number 25, was Hayden Hurst, tied in out of South Carolina. Now, I'm a South Carolina fan, so I've watched this kid for the last three years. He got drafted to play baseball, didn't work out playing baseball. He went back to play football for the University of South Carolina, and... He excelled at that. He was one of the nation's best tight ends. Uh, he wasn't putting up monster stats, but just the way he played could definitely put him in um, the elite level of uh, college tight ends of that year. Um, which it was. It was. He was. A, he was a joy to watch. He was definitely all. He can, he can run routes with the best of them. He's basically Greg Olson. Not as good as Greg Olson, but he's definitely. I just yawned. <laughs> he's definitely. He's definitely everyone says he's old, which he is older than the usual rookie. I think he's about twenty four, going to be twenty five when the season starts. But I think he can definitely come in and contribute week one. I hope he does well, but I just I don't think that was a smart pick. I think he's more of a second rounder, and that that's me. That's and I would be biased, like but like he's a second. He's he'd be a second rounder. I was hoping that we would pick him up in the second round, but I digress. I don't think it was a smart pick. I don't think they really knew what they were doing draft night. Um, I do like the Lamar Jackson pick. They they drafted Orlando Brown Jr. out of Oklahoma, which is the son of the great 
Orlando Brown, um, the great cornerstone left tackle. Uh, let's hope it runs in the genes. Let's hope it runs in the family. But the, te- the, the team, the Ravens weren't bad last year. They weren't like, you watch the games and you definitely tell they could have won more games than they should have, than they did. Um, their defense was phenomenal. Defense played great. Offense played well behind them. They, they, they kind of stifled a little bit. But they definitely had close games. They blew teams out last year. They they were they scored 40 points, I think, multiple times last year. They definitely could put up points. But it just they they lost some one score games. Ended up at nine and seven. Um, I'm not sure how the team's gonna look next year. Uh, I I could see them. It's about the same same wins. Probably I put them at like ten and six, nine and seven. Uh, we'll see how they play. The, the, the quarterback situation has definitely got to figure itself out. Lamar Jackson could come in and sneak in a week one start. You never know. Uh, RG3 could too. You never know. It's 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 the Ravens. The Ravens, we'll see. We'll see how they play. We'll see how they play. All right. Now let's talk about a team that I don't really think we really need to talk about. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals. Now... I think the only signing they really had of, the, of, of free agency was Cordy Glenn, um, a tackle. Uh, they, didn't really, they didn't really go out and sign anybody else. Um, pfft, oh, my goodness. Their first pick in the draft was uh, Billy Price, uh, center out of Ohio, or Ohio State. They needed uh, offensive line help. They lost Andrew Whitworth last offseason. They lost Andre Andre Smith this offseason. Uh it's gonna be it's oh man it's the Bengals the Bengals are never going to be shit until they fire Marvin Lewis Marvin Lewis how long is Marvin Lewis he's been there for like what he's been there forever I do not have an exact number but the man's been there since goddamn Reagan was in office <laughs> and all right they lost Adam Jones to Pac-Man finally Pac-Man's out of there uh, jo- uh they lost Jeremy Hill which. One of those backs had to go. They were sitting on Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard, and that kid they picked up last year with the fucking domestic, like the, that punched that woman in the fucking face for allegedly calling me the N-word. I say, if it's racism, you can battle racism with a fist. I that Fair game at that point. Uh, fair game at that point. Can't just be going off calling people racial slurs and not expecting to get fucking decked in the goddamn mouth. But the, the Bengals were let's see, they were seven and nine last year. Honestly see them taking a step back. I I just don't see them being good. Um they refused to make coaching changes. They didn't make splashes in free agency. Draft wasn't amazing. It's I, I, there's not much to talk about. The team's gonna be pretty bad. Nothing like a like nothing like a four and twelve, five and thir- or five and a five and eleven. God damn, I can't fucking talk. The team's gonna be bad. I could see them finish. They're probably gonna finish second in the division. Uh, I have them sitting at about 
and like a, I have them sitting at a six and ten. Um, I just don't see them. I, I, they're just not gonna be good. Not gonna be good. I don't know how far you can go with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton really hasn't been making the strides that they thought he was gonna make when they drafted him out of TCU. AJ Green's an elite level wide receiver, but you don't really have anyone to take the pressure off. They drafted John Ross last year, top ten, I'm pretty sure. Ran like a fucking four one nine or some ridiculous shit. Which if if he'd been wearing Adidas, he'd have won a goddamn island. But you know what? He he was wearing Nikes. Sucks to suck. It probably wouldn't have been a great island. Probably would have been some shitty little thing. But still, you can say you want a fucking island um, as a rookie. But John Ross had health concerns. They even wanted to switch him to fucking corner. <laughs> now, how bad of a rookie season at receiver do you have to have to to them to sit down? And, you know what? I think you'd be better suited playing DB. How does that sound? Oh man, I I'd be disrespected. I'd feel awful. That. Oh, they're ba- they're basically in they're they're in a never ending cycle of mediocrity. Uh, like I said, fire Marvin Lewis, and you will see changes in that team. You will, I guarantee it. All right, and now we we end off with the 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 uh, the steel curtain, the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who last year finished at thirteen and three, lost in the playoffs to the Jaguars. Uh, shit, <laughs> they're going to be good. They're going to be good again. That. Fucking offense is ridiculous. Um, they added uh, Morgan Burnett at safety because losing uh, Mike Mitchell. Uh, they lost Martavis Bryant, which might be a hit. They lost William Gay, who's been there forever. Uh, but their draft was good. They drafted the sa- uh, Terrell Edmonds, safety out of Virginia Tech, who played who was pretty pretty fucking good last year for uh, VT. Um, they drafted James Washington, who's basically going to take Martavis Bryant's spot on the roster. Now, there's been concerns with James Washington because he can't. He he wasn't asked to run the entire route tree at Oklahoma State, but I definitely feel like he has the ability to. Uh, now the the Steelers are sitting in the same boat as far as the quarterback as. Um. As the Ravens are. And I know, I don't mean it the way you think I just meant it. But, they, they've they uh, drafted Mason Rudolph in the third round. And, apparently, Big Ben's like, hey, what the fuck, guys? Why are we drafting quarterbacks? Um, that doesn't seem like a win-now thing. Um, first of all, uh, Ben, you were the one that was talking about fucking retiring last year. So don't be fucking surprised when they try to find your replacement. Which, they are in there every right to try to find your replacement. Uh, you, you're fighting off injury bugs every year. Um, your toughness is going to run out eventually. Uh, but Mason Rudolph was decent last year. He's, he's had a decent career. Uh, definitely was going to be like a third or fourth round pick. Uh, but... Come on, Ben. You 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 can't like this is basically um like you can't say you you're going to retire like you're 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 pondering retirement and then and then be surprised when your team is like whoa um Ben 
we're a little shaken up by you possibly retiring, so we're going to bring in somebody that we think can take over once you're out of here. And then be like, out of here? When am I going to be out of here? This is I'm trying to win now. I am committed to the team. Well, stop being so fucking wishy-washy. And just say what you fucking mean. If you're going to retire, retire. If you're going to play, play. Don't fucking beat around the bush. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That... That had that held connotations to it that I did not anticipate when I said it. When I said it, I heard it in my head, and <laughs> uh, but Big Ben is the last person that should be mad at somebody for not giving consent when making a decision. Ayo, but we should just look at the team as a whole. That offense is fucking ridiculous when you have Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster who really had a great rookie campaign last year, who's probably going to continue just getting better. James Washington, who was just drafted. Jesse James, tight end. Le'Veon Bell at the fucking running back spot. So you just you just got the best running back in the, in the NFL and the best wide receiver in the NFL on the same team. The team is ridiculous. You can tell why they're 13-3. and three. Now, if you would have asked me what the Steelers' record was last year and I just didn't know off the top of my head, I would have said, like, 12-4, and 11-5. I I was surprised to read they were 13-3. I know they were really good, but 13-3 and is really fucking good. Uh, and that, that defense definitely came into its own um, as last year dwindled down. Um, they did not start off great, obviously, because they were out of position a lot. They gave up, like, long scores. Um, you could tell they were just not on the same page with each other. But as the, the defense, um, the, the, the season progressed, you could definitely tell that they were they were clicking, they were firing on all cylinders. Cylinders? God damn, I can't fucking talk. They were firing on all cylinders. Um, TJ Watt turned out to be a phenomenal pick for them. Uh, we'll see what Bud Dupree does this year. It's more like a make-it-or-break-it type year for him. Um, out of Kentucky. Uh, but we'll see. We'll there. I I definitely see them winning the division again, pretty easily. Um, I'll have I have I have them sitting at twelve and four. Uh, they're gonna. That's gonna be a good team. They just they uh they just replaced their head their offensive coordinator Todd Haley with Randy Fitchner. We'll see how that goes. But obviously your job shouldn't be that hard. You're just gonna coast behind the best offense in the NFL. And just just sit back and relax. Basically, just be what any Alabama offensive coordinator is, and just sit there and let your team do the work for you. You're basically the fucking uh, what's his name? Fuck, I am stupid. You're basically the fucking Steve Kerr of the NFL. God damn, I I. And just off my fucking game right now, man. But yeah, like I said, I have them sitting at twelve and four. Should be a good. It's gonna be another good year for them. We'll see if they can get past the Patriots. They have a hard time with the Patriots every year. It's they seem to be their kryptonite, which they had a lot. They had a hard time with the Jaguars last year. Well, like got blown out by them during the regular season, lost to them again in the playoffs. But it's the, the Jags are looking elite, like elite, elite. That defense is ridiculous. But we'll see how it goes. Like I said, twelve and four, 
winning the division pretty handily. It's not that hard to win the AFC North if you're just a little bit better than everybody else, especially when you're an elite-level NFL team. All right, but that about wraps it up for the sports segment of the show. Before we move on to another topic, I just want to say that in the next few weeks, I'll be implementing a new fantasy segment since fantasy football is just right around the corner. Uh, a few tips, few tricks coming from a reigning champion. Uh, not to toot my own horn or anything. But definitely uh, check it out if you want to. It'll just give you a few guys to look out for. Uh, drafting strategies. Should definitely uh, check it out if you want to. Like I said, if you don't, if you don't want to, that's fine. Um, it's no one's gonna make you listen to anything. Um, but it is a part of the podcast, so if you listen to the podcast, you might wanna not skip it. If you if you if if you know what I mean. Um, but with that, I wanna segue into something that really breaks my heart. Um, yesterday, the news broke out that XXX Tentacion was shot and killed in Deerville, Florida. He was ran up on in his car. Uh, now, I saw the video when it broke out yesterday, which I've, I've become so desensitized from things I see on Twitter. I can see a dead body in there and not flinch at all. But you could just tell that he he was lifeless in that car. And it hurt to see. Now I'm not gonna act like I'm a fan of the kid's music. Um, I'm I I don't have any music saved of his. I don't listen to him regularly or pretty much at all for that matter. The kid's had a really messed up life. He's he's had a very controversial past. Um, now I'm not trying to condone anything that he's done ever, whether it be whether it involve hitting anyone, um, abuse, anything. But it did look like he really wanted to get his life on a better path. It really looked like he was trying to better himself. And he's had to go through so much. And he's wanted to... He's thought about wanting to kill himself multiple, multiple times going through so much shit. And as soon as he tries to turn around and better his life and become a better person, someone takes his life away from him. Which... It's it's so sad to think about, man. He you could definitely tell the kid wanted to be a better person. He wanted to affect lives. He wanted to do good for his community. He was definitely trying to turn around. Now I've seen people um, not want to forgive him for what he's done. They said he's deserving death. That he deserved what came to him. Now there's very few people on this earth that that deserve death, and he was not one of them. It it really sucks to see people think like that. I know that people don't want to forgive him for what he did, but the kid didn't deserve to have his life taken away from him. Especially by the hands of some, probably some clout chasing fucking SoundCloud rapper. Or I don't, I don't know the, I don't know who the um, details of the shooting. I don't know any suspects. I don't know any leads. But it's a sad. It's a, it was a sad day in rap. Or how you can't even really call him a rapper, but it, it was it was a sad day, if it, especially if you were a fan of him, especially if you enjoyed his music, but it was just it was just sad to see a young man get his life taken after trying to turn over a new leaf. And all I'm gonna say is, rest in peace, X. I hope you found some happiness 
um, on the other side. But with that, um, we want I'll, I'll, I want to leave you guys on that note. Um, again, I do this every week. If you're listening to this and you didn't find it from my Twitter, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, definitely do that. My at name is not Mike Tolbert. Definitely, if you want to talk to me about anything, shoot me a DM. Um, at me, do whatever. Um, but thank you guys for listening. This has been episode three. Uh, thank you guys. I just said thank you, but thank you guys for listening. Like, honestly, thank you if you listen to this. Um, I take the time to do this. I don't care if and no one listens, actually. But, but the fact that someone's taking the time out of their day to listen to me talk and babble and probably sound like a fucking moron, it means a lot to me. Um, thank you, um, and I will see you guys next week. 